This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. You're listening to Minutia Men. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, we're going to play a little game called What Show Is It? And you only get three words to describe the show, and one of the three words ain't the title of the show. And our motto for the next year is Why Should You Be Happy? A lot of entertainment <laughs> if you listen to the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Longest promo ever. Is it over? It is now. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. 2020 is finally over, but Dave and I are staying in our bunkers until we know how 2021 is going. So here's a very first episode of our show from back when Barack Obama was still president. Our kids were still physically able to go to their schools. And Dave and I did not have to socially distance from one another. But we still did, because we were ahead of our time. Please enjoy the very first Minutia Men from May 5th, 2016. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Hello, I am Rick, and he is Dave. Hello, everybody. I'd like to read this uh, description of our show from the Robert Feeder column, because I think it, it sums up exactly what people can expect. Are you ready for this, Dave? Uh-huh. Rick Kempfer, that's me, author, blogger, media critic, longtime Chicago radio producer and publisher of Eckhart's Press, is adding podcaster to his credit. Starting May 5th, which is today, Kempfer and co-publisher Dave Stern will co-host Minutia Men, a weekly podcast for the Radio Misfits Network at radiomisfits.com. Produced by Tony Lasano's Opie Production, it'll feature Kempfer and Stern sharing stories and drawing on their vast treasures of worthless information. Yeah, we've got Rick. Um, we are slated for seventeen thousand four hundred podcasts with all the worthless information that we have. Uh, and to um, set the scene of who we are, uh, where we're, where we're doing this show. First of all, we're not in the same room. Uh, Dave is at his house. I'm at my house. I'm sitting in my dining room. And uh, I have a noisy dog. It can come in at any moment. The dog is uh, a pit bull. And so when she barks, it sounds a little scary. Uh-huh. Uh, also, they're, they're doing construction on my street in front of my house. They're tearing it all up. So if you hear construction noises, uh, you're not hearing things. Uh-huh. And then thirdly, my son, Tommy, is upstairs. He's 20, 20 years old. He's a college student. So right now that we're doing this, taping this show at 1145 a.m., he's not awake yet. But he can be coming in at any moment. You never know. Um, and as Rick has a noisy dog, or noisy dog, I've got three noisy kids. Really whereas, noisy. really, yeah. really <laughs> oh, noisy. They are, um, they are so noisy, Rick, that uh, O'Hare Airport calls and complains yeah. for the noise in our house. And um, they are at school luckily right now but in just a nary a few weeks they will not be at school and so i think our listeners will be um treated to a lot of passive aggressive fighting i think don't you think i didn't even think of that this summer is going to be a nightmare well they do have day camp 
for some of the time. So we'll just have to schedule the taping when they're keep them busy, please. I'd appreciate that. What'd you say? I keep them busy during the summer. I mean, we're trying to have a phone conversation. Basically, by the way, Minutia Men is a version of Dave and I having our daily phone calls. And what we do is we share the minutia that we find online or wherever else with each other and our phone calls. And, And you get to listen in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, think of, hey, did you hear about blah, blah, blah? And that is what our conversations usually are. And they're very highbrow, too. They are. And when when Dave's kids are around, they are always interrupted by screaming. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I will try to keep that um, to a minimum. But you know what? It is what it is. It is what what it is. Whatever. Um, Speaking of minutia, Rick, you want to just start off the ball rolling? Yes. Uh, Tell me what you got. This comes out of Alabama. And, uh, what do you think of, and I, being such that we're doing uh, these stories, a lot of them come from Alabama, Florida. Uh, Wisconsin has a pretty good uh, um, chunk of, of stories, and Mississippi. But this one's out of Alabama. Don't and, forget and, Texas. Texas. Oh, yeah, definitely Texas. Um, Talladega, Alabama. Isn't this where they, Talladega, is, is there race cars? Don't they yeah, have a? of course. NASCAR. Well, 11-year-old Chris Gaither from Talladega, Alabama, was at home on a Wednesday morning. Um, Why wasn't he at school, Rick? Well, because he's being homeschooled. Uh, But here's a question. He's home alone, so the homeschooling part of it, I'm not getting. So Chris is at home. Could be an online course. (laughs) Right. Yeah, he's homeschooled by the University of Phoenix. And uh, so he's just there, you know. Probably doing homework, I'm sure, or, 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 you know, horticulture or whatever it is. And he hears a noise and a burglar, a burglar comes in to his house. So any 11 year old kid, I know my kids would do this. I'm sure yours would too, um, would find our nine millimeter gun that we've got in the house, you know? So <laughs> Cause that's what you do. Exactly. So Chris takes his nine, uh, nine millimeter gun and confronts the, the burglar. And the burglar, who was carrying a hamper, which is another part of the story that I don't understand why the burglar would come and steal the hamper. Um, well, he, evidently, no, he, was the carrying, bur- he was carrying the booty. You know, everything he's he, Dave, haven't you robbed a house before? You, you got it. How are you going to carry it out? You go into a house. You have to have something to carry all the stuff you've stolen. Well, no, you bring the bags. With a big dollar sign on it. Oh, that's like, right. That's right. When you're wearing your black and white shirt, sure. And the little, you know, the little the the eye thing, the black eye. Th- the eye mask. Bad. Yeah, the mask. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> we're also known as uh, the eye thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, right. This podcast is going to be great, Rick. We should also warn people that we're not young anymore, <laughs> and sometimes right. we forget. The simplest Word. words, right? Simplest yeah. words. Right. So, uh, like Carry mask, on. for instance. So, Chris um, accosts the burglar, and the burglar is like, "Come on, kid, get out of my way!" Basically, and he starts leaving the house with a hamper full of booty, you know, whatever. And so, Chris unloads a full metal jacket. Do you know what a full metal jacket is? I do not. Uh, it's I think twelve shots or nine. I don't know what is. It's it's you know how you see. You know, in the movies, the, the yeah, 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 they click it in, and um, well, he shoots twelve shots, eleven of which misses him, but one <laughs> hits. What hits the? He should be, uh, evidently Chris should be homeschooled in shooting burglars, <laughs> so he hit one hit him and knocked and shot the uh, the, the burglar. So 
<laughs> so what happens is the burglar starts to writhe in agony on the ground because he just got shot. Yeah. And what do you think Chris did? What, what would most normal 11-year-old kids he do? called 911. No, he taunted the burglar, Rick. Of course. <laughs> he, he started, uh, and, and I don't know, but I'm just going to uh, predict that he, knowing the, seeing this kid's face and the picture of this kid, and I'll send it to you, he's a taunter. You know how you see, see yeah, like, sure. AJ, AJ Przinsky is a taunter. Okay, right? so this is like an 11-year-old A.J. Przinsky? <laughs> it's exactly an age, uh, 11-year-old A.J. So he's Przinsky. being homeschooled out of necessity because he's <laughs> right. been kicked out of every school in the area. <laughs> right, yeah. right. He's gotten his ass kicked by every school in the yeah. 40, 40 miles of Talladega, Alabama, probably at well, this no point. Well, no wonder he's, he's always packing heat. <laughs> okay, good point. So the, the burglar is writhing in agony, and, and, and Chris is going, what are you going to do, cry like a baby, baby? And... <laughs> Is this for real? It is totally for real. He, uh, it, this kid, the eleven-year-old kid, was taunting a robber that he just shot. Well, yeah, the, the let it be known that the robber was shot and he's on the ground. So, uh, and looking at this face, this does look like a kid uh, that that taunts when he knows he's like the bravest kid from thirty feet. <laughs> you know, uh, so this little chubby taunter started uh, it started taunting. You know, the the robber. Now, can you imagine? What kind of grief this robber is going to get in prison? Oh man, just think about it. I mean, I mean, think hey, what about are you, what are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the crying burglar guy. You're uh, the one that was shot by an 11 year old, <laughs> right? Right, on the 12th time while you were carrying a hamper, dude. Yeah. So uh, it's that's rough my out there for burglars these days, Dave. It, 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 it is tough, and um, you know they're they're persecuted. And I hope the next election. Really, uh, really, it's, it caters to their needs, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, unlike this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So my minutia uh, is on the other end of the intellectual spectrum. Uh, instead of uh, going to Alabama, we're going to go to Shakespearean England, Dave. Oh. Yes. Slate Fine. Magazine has got a regular feature. I don't know how regular because I just discovered it for the first time this week. But uh, I know they've done several of these. Uh, they call it Dirty Shakespeare or Salacious Shakespeare, where they go through uh, old Shakespeare plays and they point out that really Shakespeare kind of had a potty mouth. Mm -hmm. Which I think is how they should be teaching Shakespeare in school. They didn't. Oh. I had no idea that this was true. Did you? No, not at all. And high school kids would love a little, uh, a little, uh, you know, uh, salacious talk. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, this one, uh, it, this is specifically for the play Henry the Fourth, and uh, there's a character in Henry the Fourth called Falstaff, Sir John Falstaff, who is described as uh, larger than life, um, but also sleazy boozing and wheezing kind of a fat guy a fat guy with copd yes pretty much uh, exactly so he he was basically all of the uh what do you call it the uh the seven deadly sins all uh, rolled up uh, into one guy uh -huh, basically uh -huh. and so here are some of the off color i'm gonna warn you uh -huh, uh -huh. this is a podcast Salty. we're allowed Salty. to say this stuff but uh, i will warn you these are these are very bad things to say. All right, don't. I'm say very these at easily home. offended too. So, be all right, careful. you ready? Now, this is Prince Harry runs into Falstaff, 
and says this to him. And again, apologies in advance. Mm. These lies are like their father that begets them. Gross as a mountain, open, palpable. Why, thou clay-brained guts, thou naughty, pale fool, thou whore, son, obscene, greasy, tallow catch. <laughs> hey, first of all, Rick, yeah. you never told me you were classically trained. <laughs> I have so many hidden talents. <laughs> how, did Feeder, how did Feeder not mention Elizabethan actor? <laughs> Would you like to know what a tallow catch is, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tallow catch, and, and this is very mean to say this, is a lump of animal fat that butchers collect for candle making. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's pretty rude. Uh, I bet that that kid yeah. taunted the burglar with things like that. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. going to cry like a baby, you worthless, big and raw yeah. fool. <laughs> You greasy tallow catch. Yeah. All right. So now that was bad, but that was Prince Harry talking. This, yeah. this, now this is actually Falstaff himself. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. And again, apologies. Splud, you <laughs> starveling, you elf skin, you dried neat's tongue, you bull's pizzle, you stockfish for breather to utter what is like thee, you tailor's yard, you sheath, you bow case, you vile standing tuck. Thank you very much. You, you know, Shakespeare got beat up a lot when he was a kid, <laughs> don't you think? Would you like to know what that meant? Yes, I do. He was basically calling him a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, when you had mentioned uh, Shakespeare, dirty Shakespeare. Yeah. You know, I immediately thought, and maybe this is because I'm not a classically trained uh, actor like yourself. <laughs> I thought of porn. I thought that you were going to go into Doesn't some, everything make you think of that pretty much? <laughs> yeah, Nazis and porn. Yeah. And if you could combine the two, <laughs> that's me. Um, so you, you know, you, uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be a story on, you know, someone making porn with, you know, with Shakespearean actors, which would probably be pretty good. Don't you think? Yes, I would think so. You got any uh, examples for us? Uh, well, you know, uh, now that you mentioned it, uh, what about uh, a title could be uh, King Rear? What do you think about that? Like it. Uh, a Midsummer Night's Wet Dream, Rick? <laughs> I, th I think I could be That's, wrong about this. I think that exists. Yeah, it's, it, it, I have never seen it because I don't ever watch porn. Mm -hmm. Uh, 12 inch night, by the way, or King Johnson. <laughs> uh, but I mean, think of the actors, think of the actors doing their porn line. Like, yeah, that was the must giveth to it me now. <laughs> and then with the wonka -dunka -ba -wonka -dunka soundtrack in the background, that, you'd, you'd make a, you'd make, you'd sell a million units. Oh, well, thank you for that picture. <laughs> yeah. All right. So as minutia man, Oh wait, I, you have one more story for me, don't you? What's I your, do, Rick. Okay. Uh, Lay it on me. As you know, I'm a health nut, yeah. Rick. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wouldn't. I don't. We don't eat pizza. I, I'm on a complete organic diet. You know, uh, kale. I, I'm, I'm all kale all the time. You actually but kind if, of are, though, aren't you? Uh, uh, yeah. You know, not really. Yeah. Uh, well, considering that my that our wives aren't going to be listening to this podcast, probably. Right. Yeah. When she's not around, not really. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so this comes out of Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, if you are owning a pizzeria in Brooklyn, what do you think your name's going to be? I'm going to say Louie. Louie, that's good. Uh, Vinny. So Vinny from Brooklyn has opened up a 
pizzeria called Vinny's. And Vinny is brilliant. Vinny is the Einstein or the uh, Oppenheimer of, of, of dough. He created a pizza box for delivery that is a pizza. It's an actually edible pizza box. So it's a pizza, and inside is another pizza. <laughs> so I suspect that uh, Vinny yeah. may have smoked some pot. Allegedly. In, maybe. Uh, Allegedly. Or, Vin, or Vinny's customers maybe blowing some bombs. Are you saying that that would be the state of mind you'd be in to be inspired to come up with the concept of a pizza-made box, a, a, a box made out of pizza featuring a pizza inside? Yeah, I think that there's some cannabis involved, uh, which, well, don't you remember? Well, we never smoked pot in college. No, no we were. But when we were, when we were studying and we saw other people smoke pot, uh-huh. some of the weird stories that, and ideas that they'd come up with, um, I, re- <laughs> I remember what uh, zombies were. Zombies were, zombies are weird, right? I yes. Mean, they're, they're the undead. Um, zombies are big now, but they were pretty big in the 80s, too. With yeah. the uh, yeah, um, tech, not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's the Night of the Living Dead and whatever. Sure. So I remember my roommate Andy saying, if there was ever a zombie apocalypse, he would just put treadmills all around his house. <laughs> That's brilliant. Is it brilliant? Uh, so uh, so yeah. Um, and again, let the I, record show. He said that in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's and that's why he's the the head of marketing of, at. Bentley University. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you really want to Im- implicate him on this right now? <laughs> uh, oh wait. Guy? Oh, it wasn't Andy. It was Randy. Randy. Thank Randy, you. Not, yeah, not Andy. Yeah. That's not Bentley. It's uh, Schmentley. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. In Talladega, Alabama. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there you go. If you are in Brooklyn and you want a pizza, you buy a pizza from Vinny's and you get two pizzas. That's very so nice. Now, and by the way, if you if you're listening and you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits podcast uh, network. There, they have a bunch of shows about the Cubs. Dave, I know you're a big Cubs fan. Um, Mr. Cub, Emus Catuli, uh, Andy Lurie hosts that one. Uh, he's actually he hosts a couple of their uh, podcasts, uh, the Second String Sports Dorks with uh-huh. uh, Scott and Andy. Um, has he ever kissed a girl, Rick? Do you think? I bet he has. Yeah. You know, I think Cubs fans are much much hipper than you think, and I'm going to prove it to you. <laughs> really, I'm sure you are. Yeah, okay. With my Cubs minutia, because I also am a Cubs minutia e, and uh, we even have a uh, a recorded promo for this segment, which we will bring you every week. And let me play for you now. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. We call it Just One Bad Century because I am the editor-in-chief of JustOneBadCentury.com, and uh, I am a bit of a Cubs nerd. Uh-huh. Just, uh-huh. just Nuclear nerd. Just, yeah. just a little tiny bit uh, of Cubs. I've written about every single Cubs player who ever played the game, but I think probably the most nerdy thing that I've ever done, and this is really saying something. Because I'd like to, I think I have some pretty good nerd uh, capabilities. This, this is, I have gone through every major event that happened in history <laughs> between 1871 and current day that took place during the summers. Okay, that's kind of a key uh-huh. thing. 
to see what the Cubs were doing on those days. Who doesn't, Rick? <laughs> exactly. Come on. I mean, I could throw a I could throw a hammer out the window and hit three people that have done that. <laughs> But I have have written about these things. So today is the anniversary of a major event in Chicago history, and that is the Haymarket Riots. Do you know Mm -hmm. anything about these things? Uh, I know that there was a bar called Haymarkets or Haymarket Square. Yeah, that's right where it is. That's right where it happened. Uh, It Uh, happened in Haymarket Square in Chicago on 151 to 199 North Desplaines Street. And what happened was uh, there was a worker rally. And the here's another thing I love about this story, Dave. This combines two of my favorite things. It combines Germans mm-hmm. and yeah. Cubs. Because this was a very German city in 1886. One out so of every four people in Chicago was German. So your two favorite things are Cubs and Germans. Yeah. And mine are Nazis. And what was the other thing? White Sox? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wow. We should be married. <laughs> we basically are married. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, wow. Yeah. So the signs that were put up to promote the uh, Haymarket uh, rally, uh, actually it was a workers, uh, a workers Unite rally. It, it says, attention working men. But then right underneath it in German, it says, Achtung Arbeiter. Yeah. German's a pretty language, isn't it? It is. It's 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 a it's a romance language. <laughs> Subtle. Then it says mass meeting or Massenversammlung. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, Germans uh, that met that day were all workers who were protesting how they were being treated, and and Chicago is famous for how bad it treated its workers. Yeah. even um, in those I, days. Yeah, I used to work. Uh, not to interrupt you. Go ahead. Uh, but I used to work. Um, in the stockyards at a paper company, the stockyards. And they had like a little museum there that conveyed all the horrors that, you know, the Upton Sinclair's jungle was written. Right. About. Uh, and uh, they had like a little part of this little museum, like a, a display case almost of the, the horror that these people, you know, the, the, the injuries and the mutilation that these workers were, were subjected to, and, you know, like, fingers being caught in sausage you know sausage machines and and you know a foot and uh, getting ripped off of some machine you know so i would not have been good so in the stock to say that the labor uh the labor activists uh, were protesting something legitimate is a fair thing to say (laughs) exactly right yeah this uh, and in this case they were german guys and and somebody threw a bomb into the line of police that had come out there to uh, arrest them. And, and, and cops really don't like that much. No, no, no. Not fans of having bombs thrown at them. And they started firing into the crowd, as cops do. <laughs> and they, they killed right. many people. An unknown number of working men were killed and seven policemen. If you go to the, to the Haymarket Square, they have a, uh, a memorial for the seven policemen. But they don't have a memorial for the for unknown the- number of working men that were killed. The dead Germans, no. Uh, these are the names of the people that were arrested, by the way. You ready? August right. Spies, Askor Nebe, Louis, Louis uh, Ling, Georg Engel, Adolf Fischer, Michael Schwab. <laughs> are you sure those aren't Hispanics? Yes, I'm, I'm pretty darn sure they were Germans. But anyway, I know what you're thinking right now. Yeah. How 
what does this mean for the Cubs? Okay, there you go. See, now that's that's how more <laughs> most people think this way, right? Right, right. Uh, so at at the time, the Cubs were known as the White Stockings, and they played at Westside Park, which was not too far away from there. It was on the west side. Um, Congress and Loomis, Harrison, and Throop Streets, those were the, the four streets that it was there. And they were playing against uh, St. Louis, on uh, May 4th, and they lost that game. It was uh, opening day, what 1886. Are the odds? Sure. And that team, uh, that 1886 team, had three Hall of Famers, Cap Anson, George okay. King Kelly, and John Clarkson. you know anything about those guys? Well, I've heard of Cap Anson. Uh, Cap Anson is the guy who, uh, he, he's the all-time leader in hits, I think, in Cubs history still to this day. But he also was the guy who instituted the color barrier. <laughs> so not a proud moment in Cubs history. <laughs> now, so he so all the other teams followed then, obviously. Right. For years. I mean, he for like 100 years. He, what happened was he said he would not play if there were any, I'm going to say, Ever. Negroes on right. the other team. He would not play. Ugh. And he was the biggest star in the league. So it was kind of an unwritten rule. And they just stopped allowing black people to play. So this is a team that you root for. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. The team also included George King Kelly, who uh, was famous for cheating. Like in those days, there were different rules. First of all, they, they had a, a fifth. The, the pitcher was only 50 feet away. What? It, what so 50 the, feet. The pitcher's mound was only 50 feet away. And the batters could say, I'd like a high pitch or a low pitch. They could call the pitch. And it, 50, it, wait, yeah. 50 feet away. I know that's, which is why John Clarkson was a 53 game winner. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could have won. I could have won 20. Yeah. I think you could have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just whip it, whip it as fast as you can. And there was only one umpire in these days. And what happened with the umpire is if he wasn't watching there, the rule was you could do whatever you wanted. If, if he missed it, he missed it. So it was, this King Kelly was famous for just cutting across the diamond instead of touching second base. He'd go from first to third. Just that guy's a thinker. He is a thinker. He's out of the di- or out of the box or out of the diamond thinking. No, he's a thinker. They had to change the rules because of him. So anyway, that's our that's uh, our dip into Cubs minutia for this. Didn't they also like you could trip players and stuff? And uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you wanted, as long as the ump didn't see it, and there was only one ump. So um, you could get away with just about anything in those days. I think baseball spectators, the the attendance would skyrocket, especially for the White Sox, um, if you could still trip players. You should think about it. We should think about it. You know, uh, or uh, yeah, definitely a little more physical violence, and that'll definitely attract more White Sox fans. All right, we have to take a break, but Minutia Men will be right back on this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, we interview an author, our latest author from Eckhart's Press. He wrote a great book called Signature Shoes: The Athletes Who Wore Them in Delightful Pop Culture Nugget. We talked to Ryan Trembath. Listen to the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, OpiShows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio. Misfits. 
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, a rare AMC Marlin sells for more than the cost of bait, plus more cars you may have forgotten about. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. We have one last segment that we're going to do every week here. We call it Celebrity Potpourri, and this one also comes with a recorded intro. Let me play that for you now. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So we call it Celebrity Potpourri. Basically, it is just a, a chance for me to tell some of the stories. Dave likes hearing these stories about celebrities. It, for 25 years, I was in radio working as a uh, disc jockey and as a radio producer, and I met during that era, just about everybody, uh, because they came through Chicago and had, we had them on our various different shows. So we've written down every name uh, that I could remember. And there's probably a lot that I forgot and put it into a bowl. And Dave each week will pull a name out of this hat or bowl or whatever. What are you using Dave? To- uh, it's a, uh, Costco, you know, where you can get those big jars of cheese balls. Yeah, it's an old cheese ball. It's it's huge. It's and there's probably I don't know 100 names in here. Maybe I, I don't know. No, it's 300. Is there 300? Yeah. Uh, the, so we have to have at least 300 podcasts. Uh, we can't get canceled before. Uh, well, let me uh, put my hand in here. And while I'm doing that, I'd like to remind you and all of our listeners to tell your friends about Minutia Men, which is available online at radiomisfits.com. Now, Rick, you don't have any other friends other than me. <laughs> I don't leave the so, house. Right, so that doesn't apply to you. Yeah. Also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at MinutiaMen. And if you're a uh, Chicago public high school student like me, you spell Minutia, M-I-N-U-T-I-A. And quite frankly, before I did the podcast, I'm not sure I knew how to spell it. Did you? I, I did. There's also another spelling of it, which we're actually using the singular version of Minutia and and giving you bonus Minutia because this is clearly plural Minutia. Oh, this is absolutely. Uh, Rick. Yeah. I picked the name of Harry Carey. Harry, Harry Carey. OK, so I have several Harry Carey stories. If you if you want to, you can just put the name back in the bowl because I'm not going to tell all of them. OK, he's back in the cheese ball bowl. Okay, so uh, I'll go back to my very first Harry Carey encounter, and this goes back to 1983, uh, shortly after Dave and I met each other. Dave, remember that one year that we had the Chicago Cubs broadcasts on our uh, college station at WPQ? Yeah, I never understood that. No, nah, it made like, no sense. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I do remember it. We um, were part of the Cubs network. You you're know. an affiliate. One of your respective affiliates. Right. You know how Pat Hughes occasionally says, and now for our affiliates down the line, you know, whatever. In those days, Harry Carey had just started working with the Cubs. And we were invited to a big uh, benefit, not a benefit, uh, a banquet, like a Mm -hmm. a welcome to the sponsors and affiliates thing. And I was. Free food and booze. Exactly. (laughs) For college kids. Free. And well, you you were the only college kids. We were the only college kids there. It was mostly professionals like people in Peoria and Springfield and wherever else they air the Chicago Cubs broadcasts. But the only reason I was allowed to go was because I was dating the general manager of the station at that time was a young lady, uh, Uh like 22. She she was Uh a couple years older than me. 
and I like doing Shakespeare porn. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, the two of us got to go up to Chicago, fancy Chicago, to uh, yeah. do a, a big uh, shitty, a big city. Yeah, you said a bad word. Oh, um, okay, that was. Yeah, you don't want to slur that word. So the two of us were at uh, a booth, and, and there were tables in this banquet room. I think it was at the Hyatt Regency, one of these big hotels downtown. And Harry Carey walks in, and Harry Carey is the biggest star in Chicago at that time, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, 83, well, Carl Heinz Granitza. <laughs> okay, that's true. But, Harold yeah, Washington. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so one of the biggest stars, one sure. of the biggest stars in Chicago and everybody there was only there because they wanted to meet Harry. They wanted to meet Harry mm-hmm. or, you know, I think I think Brickhouse had already retired at that point. So Harry was the man. 83. How old is he? Uh, I think he's born in 1914. So, oh, so I, he's I can't 69. <laughs> You're very, very, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he walks in and everyone's crowding around Harry and he has his choice. He can sit anywhere in this entire banquet room. But Harry looks around and sees all these old guys uh, yeah. and yeah. then sees a, a young blonde 22 year old girl <laughs> sitting next to me. Yeah, right. And he picks our table of all the tables in this place and sits at our table and then literally squeezes me out of the booth. To yeah, sit next yeah. to my girlfriend and then hits on her right in front of my face. Uh, the, 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 that must have made. Well, what, what are you going to say to Harry? You're like, you I can't like, say hey, anything. I, I was yeah. fine with it, to be honest yeah, with you, because right. I loved Harry. Right. And at that point, you probably loved Harry and the Cubs more than your girlfriend. Well, I, I think that we had a longer relationship. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, um, well, do you want to tell everybody the name of the, your girlfriend? No, I'd rather not. It was Dutchie, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, let's say it was Dutchie. <laughs> yeah, her, her name was Dutchie. <laughs> so anyway, that is it for this week on uh, on Minutia Men. Uh, to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at our, uh, we have a couple of websites, EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Those are our real day job websites. Uh, websites and if you'd like to reach us you can also drop us a line at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'd like to thank a couple of people special thanks executive producer tony lasano with opi productions uh, we've been distributed by ed silla uh, from the radio misfits podcast network we'd also like to thank our uh, children dogs and uh, construction workers it. Right, for keeping quiet for this 39 minutes or whatever. And thank you very much to the mailman for not arriving during this taping. Well, if when when he does arrive, get the recorder, because that's that's a bit. (laughs) Maybe next time. (laughs) Tune in. Don't forget to tune in. (laughs) On Minutia Men. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we talk about the great run for the top of the Premier League table. How many teams can go, Adam? How many teams are looking like they could win this league? We've got 10 teams fighting for first place. It's going to be a great run in. 
We've got more games this weekend. Look forward to watching the New Year's fixtures. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. I'm Kimmy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Sam. And on this week's episode of And Friends... We are exploring all the different places you can put a toothbrush. Like in your mouth. Or your butt. Or anywhere else under the sun or where the sun don't shine. Listen to And Friends on Spotify. Opishows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.